My Seven Chakras, episode 275. Don't worry about the past. It'll only cause depression. Don't look too ahead into the future. It'll only cause anxiety. And that peace is in the here and now. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Drive? AJ here, host and founder of My 7 Chakras, the show where we provide you ancient wisdom for the modern mind. So if you are new to our show, then I want to give you a warm, warm welcome. Now, before we actually begin today's episode, I've got a few things to share. Uh, if you are interested in working on your chakras and identifying the dormant hidden blocks that are holding you back from your desired life, then you've got to attend the live webinar that I'm hosting this Thursday. We're going to be discussing our energy body and looking at life through the lens of the chakras. Also, you will discover five really easy and powerful ways to start balancing your chakras right away. So, uh, if you're interested in joining me, then go to my7chakras.com forward slash live webinar. That's my seven is a word, my7chakras.com forward slash live webinar, and I'll see you there. And with that, let's bring on our special guest for today, Bill Phillips. Bill how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Great. So, and are you ready to inspire? <laughs> I am always. Awesome. So psychic medium Bill Phillips is the author of Signs from the Other Side and Expect the Unexpected, which was his previous book. His life's mission is to help people deal with the grief of losing loved ones by bringing through validations evidential information and beautiful messages from spirit, which heal and bring a sense of of peace. Now, in case you're wondering, this is not his first episode. He last appeared on our podcast way back on episode number 237. And today is episode number 275. So if you haven't already, make sure that you go to that episode, go to my seven chakras.com forward slash 237. That's my seven chakras.com forward slash 237. And if you are a regular listener, and if you already caught up, then let's begin. Once again, thank you so much for joining me, Bill. Of course. Thanks for having me. Great, great, great. So like we always do, let us begin with a dose of inspiration. What is your favorite inspirational quote these days and how do you apply it in your life? Oh, wow. Okay. My favorite inspirational quote. <sighs> that is a very good question. Um, there's so many of them. You know, a lot of times when I when I like to inspire my audience or people, whether it be on social media, I, I'm always sort of given the the impression from spirit that we only have the present moment. That's really you know what we need to focus on the most is the here and now. So there's so many different quotes that have been um, designed over the years, but basically. Don't worry about the past. It'll only cause depression. You know, don't look too ahead into the future. It'll only cause anxiety. And that peace is in the here and now. Got it. Got it. That is a profound thought 
to share and some wisdom for people who are watching this stream right now no matter where you are in life right now whether you're thinking about the future or worried about the past give us your full focus and attention for today's stream because there's a lot of information and wisdom that is going to be shared and you will definitely take away a lot from this episode now to begin bill what inspired you to write your current book your latest book signs from the other side I really wanted to help empower people to be able to make these connections with their loved ones or with with their guides, their angels on their own. Um, you know, so much of the time people are looking uh for the answers maybe outside of themselves or going to somebody else, but I really wanted people to be able to resonate with the pages and go, oh my gosh, I've had the same thing happen in my life. And then that give them this sort of peace and validation that they're not crazy, you know, and what, what they're experiencing is true and real. And I feel like so much of the time that uh, people are afraid to share their encounters. You know, they're afraid of being judged or they're afraid of what people may think. And so this really was a way to break the ice and show people that we, we've all experienced this for the most part in some way, whether or not we're giving credit to it or not. We've all had the, you know, the lights flicker and wonder what, you know, how that happened. Or we've all had the song come on the radio at the perfect time to inspire us, you know. Um, we've all um, have been thinking about a loved one on their, on their significant anniversary or birthday and noticed, you know, something in nature, maybe a bird fly by or something very specific that would correlate with that spirit. So I really wanted to show people that it's not, this is not some, you know, uh, challenging thing where you have to focus so much or you have to do, you have to twist around three times and do some kind of mantra. It's very simple. And if you just give permission and give yourself permission, those signs really do start to show up. Got it. So I think that's a very valid point. Sometimes, especially when a person is maybe going through some struggles or difficulties, you see that uh, object or that sign or that symbol again and again, and you begin to wonder, is it just coincidence or is this something else, you know, at play here? Right. Cause I'm sure everyone's wondering the same thing. <laughs> Absolutely. As my phone flashes 11, 11 right now, I just turned on. So that's so funny. That's another yeah. thing to do it too is, is through um, time and numbers and, um, you know, to anyone that's listening to this right now that may be a little bit unsure or is wanting that reassurance or maybe thinking, oh, it's coincidence, I like to give the um, the sort of setup of power in threes. So if, you know, if you experience something one time and you're like, okay, that, that might just be a coincidence, I encourage you to give yourself the third the third time before you make that conclusion, because typically how this works with spirit and with the universe as well, whenever we're getting these signs is that they usually come in clusters of three. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, if you notice, um, you know, your mom's birthday show up on your phone once or twice, give it that third little time to, to, to resonate with you. Cause they will, when they know that you're perceptive and you're picking up on it, they will continue to deliver the signs to you. 
Oh yeah, that's what I've noticed as well. They they're a little bit mischievous in such a way, right? It's like they're wanting your attention, they want to get your attention, but when you get when they have your attention, they will sort of send more amazing stuff your way, which is fascinating. Now, I'm curious, uh, how did it all begin for you? How did you first discover that you had um psychic abilities? It's a very long story, so I'll make it a little bit quicker for you guys. Um so I When I was younger, when I was a child, I remember seeing things at night. I remember before I went to bed um, with the lights off, being afraid, I would see faces floating around me and the mouths moving. And I would also see at times uh, red eyes and I didn't know what to make of it. So I remember my mom telling me, it's your imagination. You know, you've watched too many scary movies. There was, she just basically was able to quell that fear for me. And what happened was it went away. So what I've come to realize over the years is that our programming is sort of what determines how open we are as we progress in our lives. And it usually happens as a child between four, five, and six, which is exactly what happened to me. And then so after that time happened, um, my mom and I, um, we had a very um, turbulent uh, beginning, you know, my parents both had issues with addiction. And when I was six, my mom kidnapped me, took me across the country for three years to New York. And I was there and um, I, I had no choice, but to really go within during those moments, I had to turn within and I knew that there was this energy field around me that was protecting me. I didn't know what to call it at the time for being mm-hmm. so young as a child. Um, but I knew that there was something there. And so um, flash forward, you know, nine years from, from when I actually went to New York, um, I came back to California and I was kept apart from my mom for six years. And I was able to see her on her deathbed after six years of not seeing her. So there's all this trauma that happened with it. And then two nights later, she came to me and I, I woke up out of a deep sleep to her in the room. And um, that's when that's when the doors started to open up for me. And that's when I had more and more experiences line up and validate that experience for me. And then I was so hungry for information about this that I, I, I read, you know, and I was so curious that everything led me to basically having more experiences, mm-hmm. whether um, through going to classes or um, just kind of being in the moment with it. So I remember when I was 18, I was, uh, I unexpectedly uh, attended this, this two hour workshop on developing your psychic skills and your mediumship skills. And I was only 18. I thought, I thought, what am I doing here? This is crazy. I should just leave (laughs) while I can, Mm -hmm. but I stayed and I'm very glad that I did. I was, um, I was paired up with two people that were strangers to me and I just trusted what came through to me. And what came from that was really life changing, not only for the person that I was giving the information to, but also for myself because it validated that, there was something going on and, and I was finally having this evidence line up for that. Mm-hmm. So um, after that point, I, um, I continued developing it. And at the time I was also pursuing opera. I was pursuing a career in, in opera performance. So I was going to school and it, it basically um, had a way of following me. So I found myself, even though I was in school, that people were still, 
connecting with me. And I really do credit spirit for that because they never gave up on me and they kept wanting me to share myself with others. So when I graduated from, from music school, the, the signs were crystal clear and I trusted spirit even more. And I said, okay, if I'm supposed to do this, um, I'm just, you're going to send these people to me. I'm going to help them mm-hmm. and let's see what happens. And from that point on, it just kind of gathered and gathered and gathered and, I'm so grateful today to say that I've, you know, just um, have been given the opportunity to help people from all over the world. So I'm very grateful for that. Got it. So you mentioned that you, you're you're glad that spirit did not give up on you, right? That it that it kept faith, that it kept sending you these signs and, and symbols. So my question is, who are our, our spirit guides and how do they help us exactly? Spirit guides can be can have many different classifications. They they could be in some sense um, a grandparent that died before you were born. You know, in in my situation, it was my mom that passed away when I was only fourteen, and she helped me understand what was going on on a deeper level. Um, and for other people, guides are, are, are these beings, these energies, people that have been here before previously that have a karmic connection. So they want to help the living in some way. So an example of this could be somebody that was maybe an alcoholic in life and didn't get the help that they needed. Right. Being, being an inspiration for someone living in the, in the physical and, and being that, um, that beacon of light for them, that nudging um, presence to help them get the clarity that they need in that situation. So um, from what I've learned over the years is that we're always sort of going through guides through different life situations. They're being sent to us depending upon the current either crisis we're going through or because, you know, life's all about ups and downs, or they're just with us to help us have more of a connection to our true purpose being here, that we're not just here, you know, to, you know, pay bills and, and go like, we're, we're here to really enjoy the the fabric of life, you know, and, and the connection on, on a soul level. So guides are there for many different reasons. And we also have angels as well that have never been here mm-hmm. before in the physical, but they're always there protecting us. We have the ascended masters as well. You know, you think of like Jesus Christ or Buddha or Gandhi, these, mm-hmm. these highly elevated masters that came here for a specific purpose that we all really do um, call upon in times of, of clarity or in times that we need that clarity. So, you know, when you think about when you go to school and you have teachers that are assigned to you and you have classmates that are assigned to you, the same thing applies with the other side. We have these people that are assigned to us depending on where we're at in our life on our journey. Got it, got it. So a lot of information there. Action Tribe, if you're watching or listening right now, make sure that you know, you've got different types of guides. You've got um, maybe your ancestors or your grandparents. You've got uh, other guides who have a karmic connection to what you're pursuing right now or the project that you want to embark on. Um, you also have angels. You've got ascended masters as well and all these different type of guides that might be on your journey here to support you and guide you and nudge you towards the next step that you have to take on your mission and your purpose now in your book bill you mentioned that the spirits are trying to connect with us in many different ways so what are some of the different ways that they try to get in touch with us it's unlimited it really depends upon how 
what their purpose was when they were here or how they feel that they will best be able to connect with you in the mm-hmm. physical form. So a huge, a huge sign that comes through a lot of different people is numbers. Right. Think about it. It's a, it's a language that we all have a connection to on some way. We all have to look at the clock and the calendar. We all work with currency. That's an energy. And so they like to use that to get our attention because we're always focused on it. And when we take the time to go, oh, wow, okay, that number means something to me. What does it do? It pulls you into the present moment. So their mm-hmm. whole their whole intention is to get you present and focused. Um, there are so many stories about um, how these signs correlate and connect. And um, they range from nature. You know, my mom has been known to send me white butterflies as a symbol that she's around me. Right. I see them all the time in, in many different facets and ways. Um, also, a huge one as well is electricity. Because the spirit energy is able to manipulate that current, especially, um, especially I want to say, within the first two years of someone's passing, they're able to make the lights flicker and flash. They're able to ch- make the TV turn on and off. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're able to do these things really as like a way of Morse code or something like that to get our attention. So that's a mm-hmm. huge way. Another way is... Um, change pennies okay. you know which we've seen through pop culture we've seen it like in the in the movie ghost when patrick swayze's character is able to, to manipulate the the penny mm-hmm. um you know um rainbows music anything that connects to us it's so interesting because um a few weeks ago i met with a woman who who told me a story about her father and he had this connection with paper clips and uh, I'm forgetting what the connection was specifically, but she says whenever she sees the paper clips appear out of the blue, she knows that it's him guiding her. And it had just happened recently for her. And so I love that example because it shows that that was a unique correlation to her father's spirit and to his legacy when he was here as well. So, you know, if somebody was a sports fanatic and they, they bonded with you over sports, they're mm-hmm. going to use that reference because they know that you're going to be able to pick up on it. So they're, they're doing anything that, that they know on that level mm-hmm. that will help us understand where the sign is coming from. And that's why it's unique. It. For, it, it's unique for each person on an individual basis. Got it. Got it. That's very powerful. In fact, I personally have lost count of how many times I have seen the number 11, 11. And in fact, right today itself, uh, how many times that number has come in my life, whether it's on my phone, or maybe I see a cab outside the coffee shop that I'm working in it has 11, 11. And uh, so what I do these days, I just take a snapshot and I post it on my Instagram page. I've got like a highlight uh, screenshot. And it's like, you know, just a uh, repository of uh, all the 11, 11s that I'm seeing. And what I found is by me sharing it, other people are able to relate and, you know, notice these signs in their life as well. So thanks a lot for sharing. Now, also, the next question. My, yeah. my phone just popped up randomly with, with 11.11 on it too during this interview. So there's that validation for you as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, we've got a few, uh, you know, live listeners. And Amina asked a very, very fascinating question. She says, I wish I could feel and see my spirit guides. How will I know who they are and now this is a valid question for someone who is desperately and eagerly wanting to connect with their spirit guides 
what can they do to find mm-hmm. out who the entity or being is that is guiding and in, in, in communicating with them? What advice do you have for them? I would, I would really give um, Amina, give them permission to show up in any way that you will be able to pick up on them. So what I want you to work on as well is surrendering what you think it should look like. A lot of people, um, and I think it's because of, of, of the pop culture and movies and things like that. They, they made it, they may expect to see like a person to stand up in front of them and go, hi, you know, my name is John Doe. I'm your guide. I was sent here from, you know, that's just not how it works. It's a much more subtle experience. And if you, if you truly invite them in and give them permission and also um, take note of it as well, document as well. I would encourage you to have like a journal or something where you can put your daily, um, you know, logs into the journal and go, okay, today I experienced, I saw this penny for some reason and the year was 1978 and that's the year that my grandfather passed away. You know, it, it really is basically decoding this language with them. So when you're able to um, meet them halfway and when you're able to set the intention to have them come through in any way that's for your best and your highest good. And you're also able to, again, really be present with them too, because it does require time every day to align that energy with our energy. So once that alignment happens, you will start to notice shifts in your own self. And you might actually start feeling things more strongly, you know, your, your clairs will open up your clear senses, which we all have and talking about the chakras, you know, every chakra correlates with a clair with, with, the, with the, with a spiritual sense. So as you, as you develop it, these clairs will open. It could be through meditation. It could be through intention. And as that happens, you will realize what your strong suit is. So for some people, it may be that they have these visions very clearly, for some people, it may be that they, that they have this, this feeling. You're very welcome. Um, and for others, they might hear something. You know, we're all designed in a way to pick up on this information and to have these downloads. But I would encourage you to maybe not make it as specific as even gender-oriented. Because sometimes these guys as well... They're not. They're not. They're. They're not gender based. They're just energy based, and I think that's really important to understand when you're connecting with them. Well, thanks a lot for that, Bill. Now, Bill, I'm, I'm curious. What has been till date the most memorable share or reading that you've done? Yeah, there. There's so so many, um, and a lot of them. A lot of the really cool ones um, that, that that stick with me are from when I was first developing because I needed to have that reassurance and that validation from spirit that what was coming through was was valid and, and was being validated. And so I remember um, one one story was um, I had it was one of my very first readings that, that I had given and a woman came to me and her mother came through very strongly and she gave the message that she was sending her long lost love back to her. And that was going to be her confirmation that she was, you know, channeling through me in that moment. The woman was kind of like, sort of just didn't know how to take that. She explained that her, um, her long lost love, who she thought about all the time, it had been like eight years. He had like left the country. 
had not heard from him, you know. And so I just knew I had to trust this information. And I got a call from her the next day, actually, and she was bawling her eyes out. And she explained to me that when she got home that night, there was a message waiting for her on her answering machine. And it was from the person that her mother was referring to. So that was one experience for me where I had to realize as well that our, our, our time wasn't synced up the way that I thought it was. So, you know, there's no time on the other side. They don't work with the same thing that we work with. So Mm -hmm. what I found was that there were things that were coming through that were being validated afterwards, where maybe other people were being messengers for other people through what was being channeled through. And that was really cool too. Another really cool story that's coming to mind right now happened about seven years or so ago. And I had a woman who came to see me in a few audience events. And every time she came to see me, her father came through um, and he kept giving me the message of four and 44. That's all he was talking. It was this four and 44. And she did not understand what he was talking about. So mm-hmm. she came, um, she came to me a third time. And at the end of my audience event, her father came through again and he, he referenced um, for her keeping an eye on her abdomen. And I, and I had asked her, mm-hmm do you ever have any issues with your lower abdomen? And she's like, no, I'm good, you know? And so I said, okay, well, I'm not a doctor, but this is what he's talking about. So just maybe keep an eye on it, you know? And um, that night, she she had wrote to me afterwards, but that night, she um, her dog was acting funny, and then she actually hemorrhaged and had to be rushed to the hospital where she was diagnosed with stage three slash four uterine cancer. And they found 44 tumors when they were, when they had discovered this and four of them were cancerous. So there was, there was the four and the 44 reference, you know, but at the time it had no connection to her, but it just shows us that our loved ones, our spirit guides, our angels, they're only there to help us, um, in ways of void crisis, you know, to have longevity here as, as much as our soul has agreed to uh, have in this lifetime. But also, so in, in her case, her, her dad was basically her guy trying to help her in that moment, you know, which I find just amazing and fascinating. Got it. Got yeah. it. Thanks a lot yeah. for sharing. Now, when a person expires or passes away, suddenly, it can be a very traumatic experience for people who are close to that person, especially for the family. And people begin to wonder why, why so sudden, right? Uh, so according to you, based on what you've found out and learned, where, does, where do people go after they die? Well, they go to heaven. But what happens, especially with people that go quickly, whether it be a car accident or, mm-hmm. you know, God forbid someone's even murdered, you know, or they have like a, um, a heart attack or a stroke and they just go that what they bring through usually when I'm, when I'm channeling them is that they had actually planned that before they came into human form. So for the, for the living, it's, it's traumatic and it's, it's heartbreaking. And that's the one thing that connects us is our grief, but how they, how they spin it for me over there is that, this was planned. It was, it was sort of in a way predestined for them to have that experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, death is something that we're born, we die. It's something that is, is a very 
natural occurrence going back to that unseen world. So when we, when we do cross, when we leave the physical body, what happens is that we're reviewing the life that we just experienced. So we have, re- we have released that, that heavy shell of the ego, which, which consists of, you know, the depression, the anger, the sadness, the, the suffering, that, that armor is left behind. And when that happens, we go back and go, oh, now I have this complete recognition. Now I know why I was there. I came to heal with my mother in this lifetime. And I came to learn this lesson of forgiveness with my father in this lifetime. And I, I attracted my soulmate and I was able to learn more about love and forgiveness through my family. So they're going through a review and really, really sort of understanding what their purpose was, you know, that, you know, I really wanted to be um, a doctor, but I let the fear get a hold of me and my life, you know, derailed because of that. But I always, I always knew that I was supposed to be a healer in some way, shape or form. So it's really just getting basically into a deeper knowing of their purpose when they were there. That's what happens immediately afterwards. And um, from that, and it really depends on how the passing occurred. Um, if it's a suicide, on the other hand, there's a, there's, there's a little bit more um, work that has to be done because it's sort of severing that, that soul contract and, and breaking ties with why we, why we came here in the first place. Mm-hmm. So there, there's many different elements to it, but what I have learned from them over time is that it's basically an ascension. It's basically a rising and a, and a deeper understanding of their of their soul purpose, of their human experience, and how they maybe could do it differently in the future. Because to be in a, to be in a physical body is a privilege, you know, and it is a gift. Even though we don't always think that when we're here, the spirits are like, oh my God, it, it was so amazing. I just, I love to be in that, in that energy and, and breathing in the air and, and being a physical manifestation. So that in a nutshell is what happens. Got it. Got it. Now, uh, moving to a slightly different topic, uh, but a very important one. I've heard numerous um, psychic mediums being contacted psychically by entities or beings from other planets and other star systems. So has that ever happened to you? Um, it has. You know, when I was younger and I was this big open sponge be- before I had boundaries with, with spirit, yeah. I was being, I couldn't sleep at night. I was being contacted by so many different types of entities and beings until I realized, okay, as cool as this is, I need to have my um, clothes sign. <laughs> you know, I have to have the intention so I'm able to enjoy my physical senses, my physical bill life, not just yeah. the other, other side. Right. Um, so I, I I have had an experience like that a long time ago, but I've also heard so many stories about that as well. And I feel like it would be silly to say that we're the only life form in this whole universe that in my opinion is never ending. And I feel like that will right. continue to be validated as time goes on. But um, right. so I, I do believe that, you know, and maybe in some sense as well, that there's that, because there's there, there's no there's no time of with, with how we're really experiencing it, there may be um, and there there most most likely is a version of ourselves that's way more advanced, you know, that's coming back to, to, to communicate with us too. So okay. I, I I do believe that, um, and 
I know that there are people or there are mediums as well that specialize in, in that, in that realm of, yeah. of entity, you know, my, my specialty, what I, what I made my intention for was to really um, communicate with those souls who were really in a good place, you know, that had understood what, what they came here for. They're in the light, you know, um, mm-hmm. when I was younger, I remember before I knew about that, I was having, um, earthbound souls you know ghosts come to me and it was very it was it was you know it was it was a trip it was it was not it it was dramatic you know and it wasn't what i wanted to experience i had to have that agreement um moving forward that it was only going to serve um, people's highest good and heal them and it wasn't going to be this like haunted movie thing being you know replayed out in my life so yeah yeah, because it could be very difficult, right? I mean, as a person who has these abilities uh, or has awakened these abilities, uh, you mentioned that at a certain point you, you you shut yourself off of all these communications. But otherwise, it's, how does it feel like? Is it like uh, multiple voices or you know people trying to connect with you? Um, it really, what what I notice the most when I am getting ready to open shop, so to speak, is this, this sense, this heightened sense of awareness that happens within myself. And then I am having um, thoughts and feelings and rush through me. And that's how they communicate because that's how they know that we're going to pick up on them, you know, is, is through our internal structure. So when I was talking about those clairs earlier, the clairvoyance, the clairaudience, the clairsentience, um, clear knowing, those are the senses that they know that we'll pick up on when we set our intention to connect with them. Um, the same way that, you know, we learn a, a language knowing that we're going to be communicating with people with that same language. It's right. the same thing. We're basically building a language with them. And sure. how, how that works um, with a medium specifically is through their frame of reference. So we come into this into this world and we've learned through our own families, through our friends, we've learned certain taglines or we've learned certain phrases or we've learned about the world in our own unique way. And so spirit likes to use what's already in our database to Mm -hmm. communicate with. Got it. Got it. Got it. Now, I want to ask this question because it's so important and I'm sure many who are watching right now want to know as well. Uh, We've spoken about 1111. But what is the spiritual significance of seeing that number? What are they trying to communicate with us? What do they want us to know when we see that particular number? You know, there's a few different ways where that can go. Um, I want to be um, very uh, clear about that because um, if, if let's say that there is a soul who crossed over that has a specific resonance with that date. Okay. Uh, let's say that they were born on 11-11, you know, or they died that day or something like that, or even like January 11th, you know, or November 1st, whatever has the sequence of ones in it. Um, that is first their way of letting you know that they're around you. So giving you that symbol and that sign. Okay. Um, another way... It, it really is showing you that there that you are aware of something that's not just physical within yourself. It, it's almost like an awakening code in that sense. So it's mm-hmm. there, it's it's the universe's way. It's your guide's way of trying to show you. Yes, you're onto something. Keep going with your curiosity right now. Keep developing this mindset. 
And when you do, we will provide more for that. So you can you can think of it as um, as a pat on the back for a job well done as well. That you whatever you're trying to create with the universe, whatever information you are developing within yourself or on that soul level is being recognized by spirit and by the universe to kind of give you a little bit of a aha. We're, we're on to you. We know what you're doing, and keep right. up good work. We see you. <laughs> you know, I, I see um, seven 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 all of the time. It's usually okay. it's usually after I am done for the day at, at my office or after I leave an event. I'll be on the road and cars will get in front of me seven seven mm. seven 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 seven, and that is the angel spirit's way of just telling me good job. You know, keep going with this, basically. So. There's so many different ways that they use numbers in that sense. And there's also so many different ways that we can interpret the numbers. So that's why I wanted to say it's not, it's not one size fits all. It's it's how it's whatever that resonance brings to you. The same way that the woman paper clips have a specific meaning to her father. Every, every person that's on this planet will have a different understanding of what 1111 means to them. Got it, got it. So there you go, Action Tribe. So it's not just the number, but when you're seeing the number, notice what you're doing right now, where you are, what's happening in your life, and what you just did or what you're working on, because it's all about the context and the nuance. So thanks a lot for sharing that. Now, is there a spiritual significance of suffering or going through numerous hardships? Because a lot of people are going through these obstacles and roadblocks. And sometimes you begin to wonder, is there a spiritual significance behind all of this? Yes, I believe there is. I believe that it's a, it's a reference to understand that there's two different ways that we can experience this dream when we're here in the physical world. So the the suffering on, on some level is not being in alignment with the present moment. It has to be with, and you know, I see it a lot within, within my work of people grieving still about the past. And I, and I completely sympathize and I understand where they're coming from. Um, that is a human condition. It's something that we that we're sort of blessed with in a sense to understand what suffering feels like and what bliss feels like and what the difference is in between. Um, and because of how society has evolved over time, um, the reason why suffering happens, I feel like too, is that there's this conditioning that we think we have to, you know, live a certain way and we have to dress a certain way. We have to look a certain way. And Mm. that's not why we were designed. We weren't designed to like have Gucci bags and, you know, do all this stuff. We were designed to connect with people and we were designed Mm. to, to, to bridge love between us while we're here. And so I feel like part of that suffering is when um, we're trying to live something that's not our true purpose that's where that suffering comes in as, as well. There's so many different forms that, that it can creep in. And right. it does have to do with um, the human condition, with the ego, with, with the fear-based mind. We all have the negative voices in our head as well, you know. And so when you're able to really understand why we were designed to have that fear, 
it, it, it wasn't to um, take away from our joy. It was to alarm us if there was danger near us or if, if something bad was going to happen. It was an internal sense. But what happened was it kind of grew over time and manifested into our lives in a way that for some of us is crippling, you know, where that suffering or that fear or that panic takes over completely. So what I would say is that the spiritual correlation of it is to surrender and to be in the moment. We, we are put here to surrender, to, to kind of live in the mystery of the universe. But it's whenever our monkey mind part of ourselves wants to control the outcome of something that that suffering comes into play because we're, we're not living, we're not living with the, we're not living within our highest good. We're living within what we think should be our highest good. And there is a difference with that. Got it. It's a difference between what is our highest good and what we think is our highest good. And yeah. what we try so hard to, B, sometimes uh, I think there's a quote that says the moment you let go of what you think you want, what you really want and what is planned for you or what is destined for you, something even better falls into your lap, something along those lines, right? Yeah, it's so true. It's when we get out of the way and just mm. let let everything be organic and let that flow happen that we don't feel the need to control anymore. and the miracles start to appear because we're not trying to pre-plan those miracles. We're just surrendering that they're going to come up and they're going to show up for us, you know? And a lot of time too, mm -hmm. suffering happens as well when we're not sharing our gift with the world. We're not sharing our light with the world. And that goes back mm -hmm. to that human conditioning. So let's say that, you know, you went to school, um, to be an accountant, but deep down you wanted to be an artist because that was your form of channeling and you actually yeah. had this agreement before you came into the physical that you were going to share that um, that gift with the world. It's whenever we're not sharing our, our innate gifts with the world that that suffering happens as well. Right, because I can definitely imagine it, right? You yeah. want to do something deep down. You know you're meant for it. You have it deep within you. You probably have the skills, the passion, and everything's aligned. But you don't do it. You don't take action and you stay where you are. That can cause a lot of suffering because you're not, it's sort of like you're not uh, in, at your throat, uh, crown chakra level. You're not aligned with, with the universe or the Tao. So the, Absolutely, yeah. And I know for, for me, especially, you know, I was planning on, having my life be in this artistic expression of music, you know, yeah. that's, that's where I thought it was going to be going. I never like sought out to be a medium. It's something that really just calls to me and everything lined up for it. And there was a time when I was younger where I was resisting it and when I was running from it. And whenever that happened, I was living in, in my form of suffering because I was hiding from my truth, you yeah. know? And when that happened, my, my body manifested like illness. I was always getting sick all the time and not, and I had sore throats all the time. And I'm like, why am I having these sore throats? Yeah. Because I wasn't speaking my, tr I wasn't being my truth, right. you know? So it's, that's a powerful message in itself that takes it, attention to what happens around you. You know, are, are you getting sick? Where are you getting sick at? What, what is the correlation spiritually with that part of your body, really dive into it and develop that, that internal spiritual understanding that we do create the cells in our body and they, they, they respond to what emotions and what thoughts were broadcasting to the universe. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So as next steps, what is that one action step that you'd like to recommend for our listeners? So especially when it comes to working with spirit, working with the other side, what I would say the first step would be, would be spiritually protecting yourself. Okay. And whenever I do a reading or whenever I do an event or anything like this, I am, I am pulling in that white light, this Christ light, this, this light of God. I'm surrounding myself in it. I'm cleansing myself in it. I'm seeing it wrap around me and I can feel the warmth of it. Yes. Yeah. Especially with the crown, you know, um, your, yours is beaming over, over your head. So whatever you're doing, you keep doing it. So, you know, they, I, I let myself go to that light. And what happens is that the, the, the surrender happens when I give myself to the light. So what's happening is that it, not only is it good for the body, the mind, the soul, it's also barricading us so that if anything is not of the light, it's going to be repelled from us. It's going to be kept away from that light. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that's the first step in any kind of work with energy, whether you're doing Reiki or, you know, you're channeling, whatever it is, you want to have a foundation of protection before you do anything like that. So that would be my, my first step within developing anything like this. Got it. Thanks a lot for sharing. Action Tribe, if you are watching this live, or if you're watching our podcast episode, to read the entire show notes for today's episode, including the inspirational quote, the other nuggets that were mentioned, book recommendation, all of that good stuff, go to my7chakras.com forward slash 275. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 275. We've not quite done yet for today's episode, uh, but I hope you've enjoyed this session so far. Now, before we move on, I've got a few things to share with you. I may not have met you personally or individually, but for some reason, I can feel you. And for many of you, I know that things haven't been that easy. You've come across numerous obstacles and roadblocks and challenges over the last few months. And just when it seemed like things were getting better, another challenge comes along the way, right? And even then you have stood strong and you didn't give up, which shows that you are a true warrior and a part of Action Tribe. It's not your fault that you're going through all these challenges because it's part of, like we're learning today, our soul's contract. There are experiences that are going to come your way and that are going to help you to evolve spiritually and take you to the next level. And don't feel like you're on this journey all by yourself because you're not. Firstly, you have me. I come to you each and every week. And you have a spirit team, which includes your spirit guides, your ancestors, uh, you know, ascended masters and angels and all these people are beings are here to support you and provide you the nudges and signs and symbols that will take you along your journey. Um, they are here to su- provide you the spiritual support and guidance that will enable you to persist and push through. But you must hang in there and not let go of your dreams and your visions because it is possible. You never know how close you are to success and you might just be one step away from your grand vision. So stay strong because as the author and professor Joseph Campbell once said, the black moment is the moment when the real message of transformation is going to come. At the darkest moment comes the light. And with that, we have come at the last round. We have arrived at the last round called the wisdom round. Are you ready, Bill? 
And yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what is the best advice that you have ever received? I'm not even sure that I could put that in, into one statement, to be honest with you. I think it, it's an accumulation of many different bits and pieces that I received over the years. But I, I, I feel guided to say that a nugget of advice that has always stayed true with me is to let go of my worries for tomorrow, you know, to let go of what's going to unfold, you know, just, just really to, to, to surrender and not to, not to take anything personally moving forward, just to kind of be in the moment. So, um, I've received it so many times, not only from the living, but from the dead as well. So there's so many different ways that I've received it, but we're always just saying, don't worry about anything. Don't worry. You know, because of my upbringing and because of my earlier conditioning, you know, I I do have, um, there is anxiety that comes along with, with having this gift and with being, being in the, in the, in the body is feeling everything on a, on a heightened level. So I'm always constantly reminding myself of the larger picture, you know, and that always goes back to don't worry so much. Just enjoy your time here. It goes by so fast. Enjoy every moment of it. Got it. Got it. Now the next question uh, that I ask, I think I'll have to change it a bit because it does not apply to you. Now, here's the question. It's uh, The question is, if you could turn back time and spend one hour with anyone who is dead or living, who would it be? But in your case, I don't think you have to turn back time, right? I mean, you, you can do it right away. So if you could spend one hour with someone who is living or dead and connect with them, who would that be? Well, you know, and what, what I want to say to that is that, you know, even though I'm experiencing spirit on this level, mm-hmm. it's not a physical level, you know? Right. So even mediums grieve because we, we still on a human level miss the physicalities, the, the, the touch and the hug and, and those types of sensations. So of course I, I would say if I had one hour with someone physically here in the flesh, mm-hmm. that would be my mother for sure. Absolutely. 100%. Got it. Thanks a lot for sharing. Now, what is that one thing you do in the morning or maybe in the evening, right before you go to sleep that has improved the quality of your life? Um, I've incorporated chanting into my morning routine. So I have different chants set up that I, that I do to, in my way, sort of clear any kind of um, static that's in the air. You know, I, I love mm-hmm. chanting to Ganesh is one of my main ones I do in the morning. Um, and then before I go to bed at night, I like to do some kind of affirmation or programming. So I might listen to something that has um, positive suggestions for it because I feel like the, the nighttime when our when our monkey brain is closed down for, for the night that we're very receptive to that programming on a subconscious level. So I love to, you know, if I want to manifest something, I usually focus on it before I go to sleep. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, if you could share one book for our listeners, uh, what would it be? Well, besides my book, uh, <laughs> um, let me see here. There are so many. Hmm. You know, I, I feel guided to say this only because I was just talking about at night and the programming. There's a really excellent book about 
um, how the subconscious mind works. And it's called The Power of the Subconscious Mind. And I want to, have you heard of it? I want to say it's by an author named Joseph Murray, or it's it's something like that. Um, very, very good book about how, um, how our self-talk and how, um, how, really tweaking the subconscious mind and reprogramming can change our physical reality. That is a great book, but, but so is this one. <laughs> and so yes, is this yes, one. yes. So, um, <laughs> yes. So, um, yes. and let yourself be guided. You know, I, I love to go to a bookstore and just let myself be guided to where, to what I need to know in that moment, you know, and when you use the universe, you know, to your advantage that way, you're always getting those perfect little signs when you need them. Got it. Thanks a lot for sharing. I'm always fascinated by uh, sleep, how we can sleep better, but not only that, how we can consciously awaken while we are in sleep. And although I haven't really, you know, gone too much into lucid dreaming, I've, I'm sort of getting there. I think it's really powerful to just be aware of the landscapes that we get to see once we become lucid in our dreams. But thanks a lot for sharing that wonderful book. Action Tribe, as many of you know, audible.com is offering Action Tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial. And I know many of you love these books that are shared and you, you buy these books, right? Uh, but my question is, why buy the book when you can get an audio version of the book for free. And today you're getting just that. To download your free audiobook via Audible, go to my7chakras.com forward slash free book. That's my7chakras.com forward slash free book to start listening to your next book. Sibyl, thank you so much for joining us today. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're grateful for and how we can find you online. Thank you for having me. And one thing that I'm grateful for is another day in this in this beautiful experience and this in this wonderful life. So that's my gratitude for the day. Um, people can find me. My website is my name, BillPhillips.com. My last name is spelled with one L and two P's. So it's P-H-I-L-I-P-P-S. So BillPhillips.com. I'm also on Facebook, Psychic Medium Bill Phillips. Instagram, Medium, Bill Phillips. Um, so you can find me there as well. And I do like to do daily inspirations to help people from all over the world. Got it. So Action Drive, if you have watched so far, if you've listened so far, it means that this topic really fascinates you. And the fact that Bill has released a second book, you got to get his book as well, uh, which is called Signs from the Other Side. Signs from the Other Side. Go to my7chakras.com forward slash 275 book because today's episode is 275. So that's my7chakras.com forward slash 275 book. You'll see a summary of the book and you can get it on Amazon. Now, as you know, we always want to improve the experience for our show. So if you have any particular observations, something that came to your mind, any epiphanies or realizations or something that you want to share with me or Bill, make sure you email me aj at my7chakras.com. That, that's aj at my7chakras.com. I love connecting with our listeners and our community and seeing it grow. Now, Bill, thank you so much for joining us on today's show, talking to us about so many different topics, including psychic mediumship and really... Uh, getting messages and working, you know, really with the other side so that we can uh, take the next steps in our evolution and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. 
Thank you so much. And thank you for all that you're doing to inspire the world about and to, tr- and to trust their innate callings as well. You're doing wonderful work. So thank you. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.